Hey everyone, it's your host of See Jurassic Right, Stephen Ray Morris here, just dropping in to say, I hope you've been enjoying all the new episodes in 2023 and 2024 so far. There are new interviews with filmmakers, musicians, scientists, the screenwriter of Land Before Time, audio essays about the rich history of the Jurassic Park and Jurassic World franchise, and all the news about the upcoming animated show Jurassic World Chaos Theory and the as-of-yet untitled Jurassic World sequel coming next summer. I really need your help supporting the show right now, and you can do that by leaving a tip and or giving a monthly follow on Patreon, patreon.com slash There are $1 and $5 tiers, but more is coming. Sharing the show, giving five-star reviews in Apple Podcasts, and liking and commenting on social, at Stephen Ray Morris on Instagram and Twitter, goes a long way to help boosting the show's visibility again online in this new era. I'm an independent podcaster and your support is so important and means the world to me in keeping this podcast running. Link to the Patreon is in the show notes. Hold on to your butts. Thank you. And now on to the show. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Good morning, Stephen. This is Nick from Boston. Um, I just wanted to say I'm so happy you went to the Field Museum. Uh, it's so funny that just basically as soon as – or at the same time I sent that email, you were already pondering going to the museum. So it's, it's so funny to me. I'm so happy you went. I'm super jealous you saw that uh, exhibit, the Jurassic World exhibit. I'm really hoping it comes somewhere closer to me. I almost went to it when it was in Pittsburgh, um, but I chickened out. Uh, and I regret it. I mean, maybe if it stays in Chicago a little while longer, uh, I might go. I know that they're they're about to put in a new dinosaur in place of Sue. I'm sure you probably know about all this. Um, they're putting they're moving her into another exhibit, and they're putting on display in the main uh, arcade or galley there uh, a huge uh, titanosaur. It's supposed to be one of the biggest of all time. Uh, and I forget what the, what the genus or species is, um, but it's going to be cool, and that's coming in next year. Uh, so I'm hoping, fingers crossed, I'll uh, I'll get into there. Uh, unlike my email said, I didn't <laughs> I didn't get to uh, the Smithsonian in, in DC. I actually went fossil hunting instead, which is a, like a long story. Uh, I'll save it for another day. You can <laughs> you can think me about it if. Uh, uh, if you want to talk about it, but anyways, um, yeah, I just wanted to say, uh, so awesome that you got to see museum. Um, 
and uh, I really hope uh, if you ever come out this way out to Boston that uh, that you hit me up, um, and uh, we can uh, we can go see all those museums. It'll be a, a fun time. Um, uh, keep doing what you're doing. I love the show so much. Uh, sometimes I get a little emotionally overwhelmed by how much I love it and, and how much uh, I'm how happy I am that there are people. Uh, who share in this love with me and uh, just love this movie and this franchise so much. And, and uh, <laughs> I've probably got about like a, a thousand other phone calls to send you and a thousand other emails. In fact, I plan on sending you an email after I get off the phone uh, and just in response to the Jurassic Park three episode. And uh, <laughs> I could probably overload you with shit. Uh, pardon my French. Uh, but, uh, yeah, no, Steven, uh, I love what you're doing. Uh, I love you. I love SGR. I love everything about this. Keep doing it. I'll be here to support you. We're all here to support you. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I, it, <laughs> more, more voicemails coming up. All right. See you, Steven. Welcome back to See Jurassic Right, mini-sode edition, and also the first podcast of, no, it's not the first podcast of 2017, or 2018, oh man, what's happening? We're already, we're already, we're already off the rails here, uh, this won't be the first podcast that um, I'm a part of that comes out in 2017. Anyway, this is the this is the Sea Jurassic Right minisode catching up from uh the Christmas episode and just catching up from the last month. Um again, if you're joining me for the first time, this is where we this is the hodgepodge section where we kind of it's the kind of talking dead of this podcast where we can kind of catch up and everything from the main episodes and just what's been in the news and also I wanted to thank um Nick again so much for that lovely voicemail. Um if you didn't hear the last minisode, I went to the uh, Field Museum during uh, Thanksgiving and got to see Sue again and got to see the Jurassic World exhibition. Um, and also Nick did a lot of uh, gave me a lot of recommendations for uh, other natural history museums, especially in Boston. It sounds like it's a treasure trove out there. Um, I really appreciate your um, voicemail so much. Um, and I looked up the what the deal is with sue because you're right they are sue's gonna get a they're gonna chuck suicide no um they are so i i looked at looked it up and um the field museum the name of the article is from t-rex to titanosaur big dinosaur changes coming in 2018 i'll put a link to the article um so it says we're celebrating the museum's 125th anniversary in 2018 and marking the occasion in some big as in dinosaur sized Oh, man, I want to meet the copywriter for their website uh, in some big as in dinosaur sized ways. Sue, the T-Rex is getting not only a makeover thanks to ongoing scientific research, but we're welcoming a new dinosaur to the museum. So the new dinosaur is a titanosaur and it's a cast of um, Pato Patago Titan Mayorum. Um, a giant long-necked herbivore from Argentina. From snout to tail, it stretches 122 feet long, longer than the two accordion CTA buses. Oh, a Chicago reference. And to end, the titanosaur will make its home um, 
in our main Stanley Field Hall standing near the African elephants, near the fighting African elephants, and it's so tall that you see its head peeking over our second floor balcony. Once it arrives in 2018, you'll be able to touch the Titanosaur cast, walk underneath it, and take selfies with it from the balcony. Some of its real bones will also be on display, including an eight-foot-long thigh bone. So, um, Patago Titan. Patago Titan. Um, End-to-end, it would take about 14 Titanosaurs to climb up Willis Tower. Man, look at the local references. Uh, I love it. One Titanosaur equals 25 Danny DeVitos in length. It probably weighed 70 tons as, or as much as 10 bull African elephants. And it would take over just over three titanosaurs to line up from home plate to center field um, at Wrigley Field. Um, so what's up with Sue um, is moving uh, from the Stanley Field Hall to brand new digs and getting key scientific updates. So I won't go into details that you can read that. Uh, basically, they're just making her more scientifically accurate, which is pretty awesome. Um, that's really cool to see, um, science in action and, um, it should be coming out around this time too, but, um, um, previous guest on the, um, on the fan fiction Fridays episode, uh, Ali Ward, obviously, um, and I work on that podcast as well and good friends and everything. She, she's done the, which I don't know if I mentioned before, but she had, but I think everyone knows she did a really great um, episode with Michael Habib on paleontology, which you should check out. And I know she's going to do an episode about uh, museums with a museum scientist, a museologist. So that should be coming out sometime soon as well. And so I'm really excited to check it out um, because I'm always curious how they, you know, how they decide to update things and stuff like that. So um, thanks, Nick, for letting me know about that. I knew that it was going to update, but I didn't know the details. So thank you for encouraging me to look it up. Um, and that's awesome that you went fossil hunting. I really want to hear more about that. So please, uh, please send me more more voiceables and stuff. I love playing them. I really appreciate your support. And um, for listeners, um, Nick uh, was one of the voicemails that I played in the Christmas episode that just came out, the Christmas slash toy story episode. Um, really uh, amazing voicemail. And I appreciate him taking the time to send it to me and um, go back and listen to that episode if you haven't yet. Um, those episodes always take such a long time to do, but they're always worth it. It's literally the most fun I have is just putting all the pieces together. Um, and I, I wonder if anybody's curious to hear me talk about the process of doing those since they are the most complex uh, podcasts that I work on, like in terms of editing and all that stuff. So let me know. I'm uh, I'd love to, I could shed light on that if anyone's interested. Um, and so for this uh, this month's episode, I keep saying this week's episode, but uh, I mean, this podcast is basically a weekly podcast at this point with all the different segments. Um, but I wanted to thank uh, the patrons up top. Um, there was a lot of new patrons this month. I really appreciate everybody who has been helping out with Patreon. Again, it's the way to uh, it's the way to, you know, keep the lights on, keep the power on in the park and the fences operational. Um, I wanted to thank. Um, the Smart Mouth podcast. Um, my friend Catherine, who does an amazing food podcast, she contributed. So I really appreciate that. Thank you, uh, Catherine. Um, Hannah, Kira, um, Jessica, who upgraded. Um, Castellan, I'm sorry if I got your name, if I'm pronouncing your name wrong. Um, Christine, Caitlin, Melissa, and Jacqueline. I really appreciate all of your contributions and, and stuff like that. Again, it means so much to me that I can do 
um, the, you know, that this podcast is almost going to be in a place where, um, it's, you know, I really want it to be self-sustaining and stuff because I love all the shows that I work on, but you know, I want to have Jurassic Park, you know, every day in my life. So, um, which I will say it is definitely becoming something that's everyday part of my life because I created the Jurassic Park, uh, podcast, uh, Facebook group, just go to see Jurassic right podcast. Um, it's been really fun. Like I just kind of created on a whim over the holidays, um, and it's just kind of exploded with people just sharing memes and, and Jurassic Park stuff and their stories and everything. So I, I'm really excited that that's going to be like a nice little home for us as we um, as we journey into 2018 uh, to, you know, because Jurassic Park, uh, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom's coming out and everything. So I feel like we're going to just it's just going to be like this. This uh, we're going to be like a dinosaur rolling away from an exploding volcano or Chris Pratt uh, rolling away from a falling volcano. So, um, yeah, again, thank you uh, to all the patrons. Patreon.com slash see Jurassic right. Um, thank you, Nick, for your awesome voicemail. Um, I look forward to hearing many more. Um and let's see what else is on the docket. Um, I think you saw on if you follow me on Instagram, you saw that I went to Bonhams, which is an auction house. And um, speaking of ologies, uh, Kelly Cytek, who is a gemologist, works there. And she uh, was kind enough to invite me to check out one of their preview days where you can see what's being up for auction. Um, it's just kind of a crazy thing to be walking around and be like, oh yes, you know, like I will take these gems, you know, it's like, oh wait, like the people are like, I'm here just looking at it like a museum, whereas other people are like, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to buy this. (laughs) And so the thing that they were going to buy and the reason she invited me, um, was because they were having a natural, uh, natural history auction. So they were selling, um, a leg of a diplodocus, like a fossil diplodocus, um, a young triceratops skull, tons of amber, tons of crazy amber specimens, and just tons of other fossils and everything. It was just kind of wild. It's, it's, um, and if there was one rumor to be believed about Fallen Kingdom, it might uh, hit a little bit closer to home, uh, but I'm not sure. So, but anyway, thank you to Kelly. Um, yeah, she she had an episode of Ologies that was really good on gems, so you should definitely check that out. Um, and yeah, it was really, it was really kind of crazy to just be in that environment again, because to me, I'm treating it like a museum. And then there was like, you know, people in golf shirts being like, "Mm, yes, I'll buy this uh, Diplodocus leg. And you're like, holy shit. Like if I bought that, I would still have to keep it in my, uh, tiny apartment. (laughs) Um, because that's what I would use my money on. So, um, and obviously we should talk a little bit about, um, for a minute, um, the Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom trailer. Um, I put out my first Raptor Reactions uh, segment, which is basically going to be used um, for like that kind of late breaking stuff. Um, the Jurassic Park podcast and the In General podcast, um, we've had um, Assis and Chris and Brad uh, from those pods on, you know, on my podcast. And why I love their podcast is because they can kind of be a little bit more late breaking news. But um, so you should, if you're not listening to those, you should definitely listen to those too, because those, all those guys put together, put uh, some great stuff out. Um, but, um, you know, so I'm not necessarily going to be breaking in every, every time that there's like a new picture and stuff. I think that's what the Facebook group will be for, to be honest. And it's been kind of exciting posting, you know, like the, uh, today as of this recording, there's a new empire online, uh, picture of the Carnotaurus, which was really awesome. 
Um, so these mini sods will be catching up a little bit, but um, for certain uh, special occasions, I definitely think a Raptors reaction episode, Raptor reactions episode will be appropriate, like the trailer release. So if you want to go back and listen to that and hear my reactions uh, kind of going through the trailer beat by beat, you can definitely check that out. Um, but I mean, overall, I love the trailer. Um, I definitely think you know, I think we now have a formula for trailers, which is you show the first third of a movie, um, you show that you kind of do the setup and then you show the second act like it's the big finale. And so um, like Colin Trevorrow on Twitter has gone on to say that, you know, the everything we saw in the trailer was just from the first you know hour, basically. Um and so, but I've noticed that with like a lot of the Marvel movies, if you look at their trailers, if you dissect their trailers, if you look at the, the Star Wars trailers, they really are sort of, there's a formula now of how they structure the trailer and what they show. So I think if you are disappointed by the trailer, I think a lot of big things are still hidden. And, um, you know, I'm not going to talk about too many leaks and spoilers and stuff, but, but, you know, when stuff comes out that I think is interesting, I'll note it and talk about it and we'll share it in the group and everything like that. So again, I really enjoy the trailer. I'm excited for just for the premise of, hey, we're going to try and rescue dinosaurs. I like that as a setup a lot. Um, So I'm excited to see where it goes. And again, uh, we're going to be hearing a lot more in the next few months. And I'm I'm assuming we'll probably get a new trailer in um, March, maybe, maybe late February. I'm trying to think of what the timeline was for um, Jurassic World, because we got a trailer for that during Thanksgiving the the year before it came out so we ended up getting the fallen kingdom trailer like a few weeks after that in december so we'll probably get a more complete trailer uh closer towards march i imagine um because i think the second jurassic world trailer like the second big trailer was in february so or it may have been during the football game the super bowl i don't remember anyway um so it remains to be seen but i'm excited to continue to talk about um fallen kingdom with everybody um and to see what comes out. So ah, it's going to be exciting. Um, and it's for a lot of people, it comes out two weeks before uh, the US. So like in the UK, it comes out June 7th, I believe. And then it comes out in like Australia and stuff early. So it's going to be a little crazy, but we'll we'll get through it together. Um, and then I wanted to say next that, um, and I just wanted to mention it now just because it's, you know, just with the way the episodes are structured and stuff. Um, we, we might hear from her a little bit sooner, but I'm really excited that I talked to Lauren Lapkus about her role in Jurassic World as Vivian. Um, we chatted before the holiday and it was so much fun. And she gave such a fun interview about the process of being in Jurassic World and what's it like to be in a big blockbuster like that. Uh, I'm such a huge fan of Lauren Lapkus from her podcast, like Special Guest and Raised by TV, which is her new uh, TV podcast, which is awesome, to her work in Wild Horses, um, my favorite improv group, my favorite live show in LA to go to. Um, so I'm obviously a huge nerd and I can't thank her enough for uh, letting me geek out uh, to her about her, her role in Jurassic World for for a bit. So, um, yeah, I, I think right now you might hear some pieces of it before them, but I really had such a great time just interviewing her that I might just put it out in a way as its own thing. We'll see. I'm 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 uh, going behind the scenes a little bit here, but um, yeah, I don't know. It should be exciting. So um And then what I wanted to talk about next is just another bit of Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom news or Jurassic World news in this new Jurassic universe is that 
um, we are getting our first bit of uh, like uh, expanded universe stuff. You know, I, I think everyone's a little bit everyone is in like other franchises are, you know, uh, personifying them. They're all a little jealous of Marvel and Star Wars for being so interconnected and for just really having like a game plan that feels so um, complete or it just feels like everyone's on the same page. And, you know, there's kind of, you know, people throw around a lot of of this is canon. This is, you know, I, I'm somebody who's definitely on the fence of like the Jurassic Park Telltale game is not canon. I mean, at this point, I, you know, and I went into um, uh, in one of the Patreon episodes, I talked about that a little bit and why it's not canon re- related to Sarah Harding and uh, Jerry Harding and stuff like that. But um, again, uh, it you know, because I think it's used a lot as like a marketing tool, whereas I feel like recently with Star Wars is story group and they're expanding it like it really feels cohesive and on the same page. And I feel like you can trust that it's canon versus like, hey, this is just a producer that's like, is it canon? Yeah, sure. Whatever, whatever helps you sell you more. Um, anyway, that's my little rant. Um, but um, and I'm taking this from Jurassic Outpost again, a really great source for Jurassic World Um a really great source for Jurassic uh, news in general. Uh, um, so basically, uh, we're getting a Claire Deering, uh, Bryce Ellis Howard's character. We're getting a YA novel about the worst internship ever or the best. Um, so um, again, uh, Chris Pugh posted this article um, and the synopsis uh, from the book, which is coming out, um, you know, probably around the same time as Fallen Kingdom comes out. Uh, yeah, I believe May 8th, 2018. Um, it says, Discover the beginnings of one of Jurassic World's most beloved characters, Claire Deering, in this original action-packed adult, uh, young adult novel. During the events of Jurassic World, Claire Deering faced the savage fury of Dinosaurs Unleashed. But it wasn't the first time. In this entirely new coming-of-age story, Claire lands an elite internship working for Simon Masrani and soon discovers his plans to build an all-new theme park, Jurassic World. Along the way, Claire establishes valuable relationships with both her peers and prehistoric creatures she studies. But when the attention turns, when the situation turns dangerous, dangerous, she begins to see the dinosaurs in a different light. Fans of Jurassic World will delight in filling in the gaps of Claire's past, all the while gaining insights into experiences that transformed her into a strong woman we know today. Into the strong woman we know today. So, that is awesome. That's exciting. Um, I really am somebody who, you know, after all this Last Jedi stuff, I really feel like the movies are a place where you craft a compelling story. And then if the backstory is necessary or interesting enough that you want to talk about it, I think that's really where this expanded universe stuff can really come into hand. You know, that really um, that really adds to it, but doesn't isn't vital. And so, you know, I'm not somebody who necessarily thinks knowing uh, Claire's backstory is vital, but as somebody who's a huge fan of her character and really loved the way that they. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do 
not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. You know, I really loved that the who the character is. I don't know if I necessarily agree 100% with how the way Jurassic Park or the way Jurassic World portrayed it all and stuff. But I really, as a character, I really think she's a very interesting character and I'm excited to see where they take her next. Um, but so, so I'm definitely down for this YA novel um, and I'm down for more expanded universe stuff. Um, Universal, if you're listening, I would like to help out with that. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. Are you excited for a, a YA novel uh, set in the Jurassic universe? I feel like that's, the right way to go um i think overall but it'd be interesting to see if they start to do different genres like kind of how like star wars has their more like you know young adult stuff and then they have the more um you know more like you know more traditional kind of legends style type novels i don't know i'm very interested to see where this goes and i really hope that they um obviously i hope that they do a lot of stuff with it because um you know I'm obsessed, but so there's that. Um, so yeah, let me know if you're interested or if that sounds cool. So I'm very excited to read it. And now, Ooh, I wanted to talk about this because it was very, um, look, it's, you know, it's why we love dinosaurs basically. So I believe I first saw it shared from Bryce Dallas Howard, actually speaking of Claire, um, on Twitter, it's in the cut. Um, a, uh, it's, part of new york magazine uh the title is a psychological explanation for kids love of dinosaurs and it's by kate morgan and i mean it's wonderful it's it's i was talking to somebody the other day it's like it was like i feel like that's been kind of the eternal question is like why why we love dinosaurs it's really integral to i think our love of jurassic park because obviously jurassic park is a great movie but I think there's something that really takes it over the edge for me and for a lot of us. And and as it was mentioned in my Christmas episode, I loved dinosaurs before Jurassic Park. So um, it's a really great article. Um, I'm obviously not going to read it all here, but I'll link to it. Um, but I, there was a couple passages passages that I thought were interesting. Um, uh, so Kate writes that uh, scientists call obsession like Aaron's an intense interest. Researchers don't ex- know exactly what sparks them the majority of parents can't pinpoint the moment or event that kicked off their kids interest but almost a third of all children have one at some point typically between the ages of two and six though for some the interest lasts further into childhood or adulthood and while studies have shown that the most common intense interest is vehicles planes trains and cars the next most popular by a wide margin is dinosaurs 
It's not generation specific either. Land of the Lost may have inspired dinosaur fever in Generation X, and 90s kids can trace it back to Jurassic Park and the land before time, but an obsession with all things dinosaur is no less prevalent today than it was when you were a kid. The only difference is in the numbers. In 2016 alone, there are more than 30 new dinosaurs discovered, bringing the list of potential favorites to more than 700. Gotta catch them all. Um, and so I believe a part of this article was sparked um, by a TED Talk slash TED book um, by Kenneth uh, Lacovera, sorry if I'm pronouncing the name wrong, um, called Why Dinosaurs Matter. It was released um, in 2017, and I'm very curious to check out that book as well, too. The article is great, um, so I'll link to that. I'll link to the book. Um, but again, it's been kind of that eternal question. It's part of this podcast as well, too, why this stuff matters. And uh, yeah, it was really cool to read and it was kind of a nice thing to read kind of, you know, six months, six, seven months into doing this podcast that it's like, this is this question that we're always, that we're, that is still compelling, I think, like why we love dinosaurs. Um, so it was very cool. Um, so yeah, I'll link to that. And now maybe there's some Christmas music starting to fade up from the background or something. I wanted to read uh, a bunch of people's Christmas stories. So um, I played a few voicemails um, in the episode and I was really happy with how that came out with Amelie and Carly and um, Nick and Madison. Um, and yeah, it was just very special and um, I really appreciated them calling in and telling me their stories. Um, and there was a bunch that I also wanted to read as well too. So we're kind of just going to close out this episode. I'm going to read about, uh, I think like, Let's see. Let's see. Do, do, do. Beep, boop, bop. Um, one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> um, but the first one I wanted to follow up with was Madison's because her voicemail actually got cut off. Um, so she sent a follow up because there's a little bit at the end that I thought was really cool. Um, and so I wanted to to read that first. So Madison's voicemail was the one about um, how, um, you know, when Lost World came out and she saw the, the Thrasher T-Rex by the tree. Um, and now she works as a researcher and paleo artist at the Animatronic Dinosaur Company, which is so cool. And I want to hear more about that job. Um, and so she basically, um, at the end of this story, wanted to say that she still has that Thrasher T-Rex along with a bunch of other Jurassic Park toys, and it's at and it's on display in her studio. Um, so she, uh, Madison says, she's old and her pain is peeling off and her thrashing days are mostly over, uh, but I still love her. Awesome toy and awesome memories. Uh, and then she says, thanks for giving me the opportunity to geek out. Um, big fan of MFM. Um, and super excited to hear your thoughts on Jurassic World as the new movie approaches. Um, and my offer for you to come tour our animatronic production facility still stands. Hell yeah, I want to come. I want to visit. That would be super cool. Maybe a little special podcast segment. Um, so um, thank you again, Madison, for sharing your voicemail and for emailing me um, with this little bit of follow-up. Um, yeah, everyone go back and listen to her tell this story. She's It's really great. Um and uh, her thrashing days are mostly over. That is, I mean, thrashing days. I think that's the mini-sode title um, as I'm copying and pasting it right now. Um, so, yeah, thank you, Madison, um, for that lovely uh, follow-up email. Um, so the next one that I want to read is, um, oh, yeah, this was, this was great. So I got a message from 
Tatum, she says Jurassic Park birthday because that's another place to get Jurassic Park toys, of course. She says, hi, Stephen. In one of the episodes of See Jurassic Right, you mentioned you had a Jurassic Park themed birthday, and I wanted to tell you that it inspired me to do the same. My 21st is coming up in a few weeks, and everybody is coming dressed up as a character, and we are watching the movies and eating themed snacks. All creds to you. I know this isn't the type of story you're looking for, but I wanted to reach out and thank you for giving me a great way to celebrate my birthday, Tatum. Well, uh, no, I love it. Um, I am excited that you are doing Jurassic Park parties into adulthood because, um, hey, look, I've heard, I've had more Jurassic Park themed parties as an adult than I did as a, as a kid. So um, I think that's super exciting. And I hope that you share um, pics and photos and stuff and uh, maybe even call in and, and have a follow up. Um, I'd like to hear that. So thank you, Tatum. Happy birthday. And um, yeah, let me know how it goes. Um, so the next voice or voicemail. Uh, so the next uh, email I wanted to read was called Dinosaur Christmas Toys, and it's by Amanda. And she says, "Hey Stephen, I was I always I have always loved Jurassic Park, and I was so happy to discover your podcast. I listened to one of the recent episodes, and you mentioned sending Christmas Jurassic Park toy stories." I had many Jurassic Park toys that I enjoyed, but the Christmas memory that sticks out the most to me was actually one I was a little disappointed in. It was after the third movie came out. Ooh, always starts with the th <laughs> Jurassic Park 3. Um, and I saw this toy and that had a... Vol um, so it was after the third movie came out and I saw this toy that had a Velociraptor, my favorite, and it came with the bone-looking piece. It resembled the piece from the third movie that Grant blows... Oh, the, the raptor flute that Grant blows to make the sound Velociraptors make. I was more excited about that than the Velociraptor itself, and after I tore open the package, I looked at it for a while, so excited to know how it was going to sound. When I blew into it, I was so disappointed to find it it only made the sound of a whistle. I was still happy with the Velociraptor and loved all my other dinosaur ones, but I'll never forget the disappointment I had that I'd never be able to sound like a Velociraptor. Keep up the good work, Steven, and I can't wait for the next episode, especially the fan, fiction's one, fan fiction ones. Sincerely, Amanda. Oh man, I don't remember that piece of time material. But yeah, that's such a smart idea to do the raptor flute. But it's only like a like whistle. Like that's a little like what if you did when it was a rap air horn? It was like raptors. Um. Oh man, they need to uh, uh, chronicle or um, one of the other like fancy uh, toy companies, uh, memorabilia collectible companies. Uh, need to make a ra an accurate raptor flute, size accurate, and everything. Um, thank you for sharing that, Amanda. Um, I'm glad the I'm glad you were happy with the Velociraptor, though. Um, and so the next one that I want to read is a Jurassic Park Christmas story. Um, this is from Kira, um, and she, let's see. This email says. Uh, hi, Steven. First of all, thank you for making such an awesome podcast. Jurassic Park was my first was the first grown up movie I recall being allowed to watch. I remember my mom sending me out of the room or telling me to close my eyes during scary or violent scenes in other movies and TV shows. But even as really little kids, my brother and I were allowed to watch Jurassic Park in full. I don't remember being scared by it, although maybe my parents would tell a different story. But we loved it and totally led us to being dinosaur kids. Trademark. On Christmas, when I was five or six, my brother received really cool Jurassic Park toys for Christmas. I got a Triceratops figurine, he got a T-Rex. I've been looking to see if I can figure out exactly what models they were. I seem to remember the T-Rex was orangish color, and the Triceratops was purple or blue. They were each about a foot long, and I'm pretty sure they had articulated limbs. 
Um, after a little bit of searching, I think they were a variation of the 16-inch Jurassic Park Dino Damage toys. The ones I see online, links below, have panels that pop out of their sides to reveal muscle and bone like they've, been, they've had a bite taken out of them. I don't really remember making them fight. In my memory, my brother's T-Rex and Triceratops were friendos. Um, so yeah, I'm just clicking on the links. Um, if they are what I'm thinking they are. Yeah, the... Um, the T-Rex was the Junior Rex, kind of like based off the book, um, which is that's the one that I had. And you can see in the picture of me as a kid um, that's posted on social. Um, and the Triceratops is uh, the super rad. I never had it as a kid, but um, somebody uh, sent it to me recently or gave it to me at um, one of the My Favorite Murder shows in Australia. And I was like, Ugh, dying, like... Because I never had it as a kid, so that was really sweet of them to, um, that was really sweet of them to send it. So that's awesome that you had them and that they were friends. Um, and so Kira, sidebar number one, unre unrelated to the prompt. Believe me, you can just send in any kind of email. The really great thing about getting all your emails and other little behind the scenes is that, um, you know, for different themes. I mean, I know what every episode sort of is going to be for the next six months, kind of the general arc of the podcast. So. Um, I can always slot in, you know, where the theme, you know, where, where, the, where it fits the best. So I always appreciate any email regardless. Um, so sidebar one, when I was growing up a dinosaur kid, we lived within walking distance of the Detroit Zoo, which put a special animatronic dinosaur exhibit every now and then in the 90s. I think probably riding the Jurassic Park craze, although maybe it's still an annual thing. As a little kid, the exhibit was mind blowing. It looks like they still do it. And so she sent me a YouTube clip and I'll put the YouTube clip in the show notes. Um, so sidebar two, up until listening SGR, I'd never seen Lost World or JP3. I just watched Lost World a few days ago and for the first time, and I'm planning on watching JP3 for the first time soon. I think that huge gap made my Jurassic World movie, movie going experience really poignant in a way because I really hadn't seen anything of the franchise since the original Jurassic Park other than rewatches. I leapt straight from, from all these good old decade from all these good decades old memories to a revival of sorts when I saw JW. I got choked up when the T-Rex made her appearance. SJR has really given me the opportunity to savor filling in the blanks with Lost World and JP3 and better appreciate them as I go. Thank you, Kira. Uh, well, thank you, Kira. And that's really, I definitely think as far as like double features go, I definitely think you can watch Jurassic Park and go straight into Jurassic World. I think as the franchise moves forward and obviously the filmmakers really want to focus on um, really want to focus on recalling the original Jurassic Park. I think that really makes sense for them. And I think as far as like mythology and universe building and all that stuff goes, I think Lost World and Jurassic Park 3 will be these kind of mythology tangents that will be tied in in backstory, possibly in the expanded universe stuff. But I don't know if we're ever really going to see you know, we're not going to see like a grown up Eric Kirby or something as interesting possibly as that could be. Um, so I don't think it's in a case of where they're not going to be canon, but I just think that they're going to be seen as very small and quaint compared to what they have planned for the Jurassic universe. So um, I definitely think, uh, yeah, that you can definitely just kind of jump from Jurassic Park to Jurassic World. And I think that would make a great double feature. Um so thank you, Kira, for your lovely email. That's awesome that you got to go to this really cool dinosaur exhibit thing at the Detroit Zoo. I didn't get to go to the Detroit Zoo when I was when I was there, but um, hopefully when I go back, I can check it out. So I'll put a link to that. Um, yeah, thank you, Kira. 
All right, so here's the last email for this episode. Again, thank you everybody for sending in your Christmas stories. Thank you for sharing them. That Christmas episode was really special to me and it was really fun to talk to my mom about it. And I, uh, the way that it worked out worked out perfectly for the, this podcast, which is all about memories and nostalgia and, and, and that kind of thing and trying to figure out what makes our dinosaur obsession tick. So I think that was a perfect, that conversation with my mom was kind of like the perfect thing to open that episode with and again um brad and chris and luce and stephanie uh, and assis and chris pew and um annie and omar like uh, and jess uncle um i loved being able to i loved all of our all those little toy conversations all coming together into one into one super you know robot power rangers form um, so I was really happy with how that episode came out. Um, I hope you all enjoyed it and yeah, I'm excited for next month's episode, which is going to be about fandom, uh, ish question mark should be fun. It's gonna be interesting to say the least, but so I wanted to just read this last email. Um, it's from Rachel and it says JP Xmas. I just sat in awe. Hi, Steven and co. Uh, Jurassic Park has been my all-time favorite movie since it came out when I was the ripe age of about four. My parents took me to see it hesitantly, but ended up having to drag me from the theater when it was over and take me back a few times. Let's just say I grew up wanting to be Ellie Sattler. Me too, Rachel. Me too. I had written Santa that year specifically requesting JP toys to add to my collection and absolutely no Barbies. I'm an only child, so Christmas mornings typically consisted of me waking up early, running to see what Santa had brought, and then immediately running to wake, okay, jump on my parents to get them up before I tore into everything. On Christmas morning that year, I woke up early as usual. However, when I tiptoed into the living room to see what was under the tree, I was spellbound. Sitting next to the tree was the Jurassic Park Command Center with a bow on it. To match, one of the JP Jeeps was waiting along with the reddish-brown T-Rex. I just remember walking to it, sitting down, taking in it slowly. I was stunned. I expected a Velociraptor and maybe a T-Rex, but the command center? No way. My parents must have stirred and wondered at the sudden silence before they joined me. To this day, my mom loves to tell the story of how she walked in the room and to find me sitting in my dinosaur shirt, uh, in my dinosaur print footy pajamas, ponytail askew, hand on my trusty and well-loved JP Triceratops, eyes wonderstruck and mouth agape as I stared at the Jurassic bounty Santa had left. My dad spent the rest of the morning helping me set up Isla Nublar in my room. It was the perfect Christmas for a dino girl. Uh, Rachel. Thanks, Rachel. That was really, like, definitely, um, you know, I think that was exactly my experience, like, to the T, just of, like, Again, looking at that picture of me just like totally lost in that world. Yeah, sure. There was a couple of uh, Street Fighter action figures there, but, you know, but hey, you know, they took a trip to Island Nublar. But um, yeah, that's so wonderful. I think, again, overall, you know, the, using this holiday season to sort of be thankful for the the memories that are, you know, uh, you know, that I feel very lucky that I got to have the, that kind of experience as a kid. Not everybody does. And I think, um, you know, just have to kind of uh remind ourselves how lucky we are you know just how grateful we are and all that stuff so um thank you rachel for sharing that that was really special really great way to close out this episode uh it was all planned ahead um but yeah uh thank you everyone for listening um uh, i'm excited for 2018 it's gonna get really jurassic up in here um as if it isn't already um but yeah so 2018 is gonna be really exciting obviously 
uh, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom comes out in June, and I'm sure things are just going to ramp up and get even crazier from there. So um, let me know what you're excited about for 2018 as far as Jurassic uh, stuff goes. Obviously, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, a new Jurassic movie, but maybe you have plans to go fossil hunting, or maybe you're going to become a dinosaur. Who knows? Technology these days. So uh, until next time, thank you again for listening, and Happy New Year. You can also interact with me and the show by following me on Twitter at Stephen Ray Morris and following SJRPod on Twitter, See Jurassic Ride on Instagram, See Jurassic Ride on Facebook, or you can send me an email at SeeJurassicRide at gmail.com. Not only am I looking forward to talking to people about their Jurassic Park experiences and hearing yours, but I also am going to be sharing ephemera from my childhood and, oh God, I'm going to share the fan fiction uh, on there as well and pictures and toys and everything. It's going to be great. And I wanted to thank Caitlin Thompson and Tim Ruggery at ACAST, Molly McAleer, Heather Mason, Stephanie Cook, Sarah Iyer, and you. See Jurassic Ride is an ACAST podcast. Check out the show on their mobile app. And thank you for listening. Until next time. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.